Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome everybody to episode 16 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and the man who's always ready to say, let's get down to business. It's Jack Altermatt. What's um, going on, Jack? Not a lot. Um, I feel like uh, Eddie Murphy in this movie, was, this is a good um, uh, audition that, dude, for I, him to play Donkey. I was going to say the same thing. I Okay, so we're, we're talking about Mulan, the, mm-hmm. the original 1998 yeah. Mulan movie. Um, I I have the exact same thought. Like from the first, the first statement out of Mushu's mouth, I was like, "Wait a second, I forgot that that was Eddie Murphy." It's Donkey. And then the entire rest of the movie, I just heard Donkey the yeah. entire time. And this thing did pretty well at the box office. I mean, enough to where it's somewhat beloved, and they're going to make a new live action. Which before we started recording, we were talking about how this is probably the best looking of all the live action and. Has the potential to be something kind of different, yeah, than the original, which I think is going to be pretty cool. So I'm going to look up the like the director and kind of the stats on the new uh, 2020 uh, Mulan. So they're making this. This is a uh, you know one of whatever seven or eight movies at this point now that have been kind of remade into live action that Disney's been doing over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Director is Nikki Caro, um, female when director. When I'm in my Caro. I drive it real far. Are you are you familiar with Nikki Caro? I'm sure if I knew the hits. What okay. are the hits of Nikki Caro? Uh, so far, before this, she did The Zookeeper's Wife in 2017. I've not seen that. Uh, actually, looking at, over her list, I've not seen any of them. McFarlane USA, A Heavenly Vintage, North Country, and Whale Rider. I'm not, mm-hmm. not even heard of some of those no. movies, actually. Um, but... Um, this is going to be a good one for her because check it out. It's Mulan. I, I literally just watched the the full length tra- trailer right before we hit record, and I, I had not seen the full trailer. I saw the commercial during the Super Bowl that that they aired that you know thirty second trailer, whatever during the Super Bowl. Um, but I had not seen the full two and a half minute trailer, dude. I was blown. Yeah, away. it looks really really good. It you looks know, so good. Uh, last thing on Nikki Caro, the la- the only thing that even remotely comes up, she directed one episode. Of Anne with an E for anyone that uh, maybe has a wife that watches things like this. My wife watches that show. What, what is that? I've it's Anne of it. Green Gables. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a remake into a series. Okay. And uh, Anne, Anne with an E. That's literally the only thing I've ever heard of that this person has done. Um, some other maybe McFarlane kind USA? of big names that are being brought to the 2020 Here. Mulan is. Um, uh, Jet Li is the Emperor of China, which is very interesting to Does me. Does he get his He's groove back? Jet Li? 
Sorry, you said the emperor. Oh, the emperor. Yeah, no. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it is interesting to me that Jet Li is old enough to play the emperor at this point, True. by the way. Um, I, the father uh, I recognized, uh, is he the... Donnie Yen? Yeah. Is he the Seinfeld guy? Oh, oh I don't Oh, I don't know. I mean, here's Donnie Yen. Oh, who? what, what role I, does he I, play? I don't know. His name was on the list. Let's find out. Oh, Commander Tong is what it says. Okay. Uh, no, Milan's father, um, which in the original movie, she's all, he's just uh, references Fa, Fa, whatever, like the the patron of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I recognized him. But um, a lot of new faces, and the action looks really good. Like, I actually, kind of, I told I told you this actually, Jack, actually, when we were watching the Super Bowl, but it kind of reminds me of um, Assassin's Creed a little bit. Like, yeah. there's some wall running. There's some uh, parkour type of stuff um and then it's uh, it's martial arts very very obviously heavily martial arts um influence you know from the the great kung fu movies of of uh, the last um, four or five decades there's so. a uh, video game series that my uh, brother-in-law clay introduced me to called dynasty warriors okay i've not played those and I, it's I obviously not that but like when i watch that trailer or even when i watch this movie like i'm like oh okay i can see where Someone would watch or play that game and then be like, maybe the Mulan movie can have somewhat of a, this sounds really stupid when I say this, but like, like um, it could look like that kind of graphic fighting type thing. Because it actually does look pretty cool. Like it, the new one looks really good. And I like the message behind the, you know, the 1998 one that we're going to talk about today. Because it's uh, yeah definitely a step out into the, uh, uh, into a different realm for Disney. Um, and Eddie there's Murphy. a whole new character in this in this trailer that doesn't ever appear in the original movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably may- maybe several new characters in the movie that's being remade, but um, one of them is like kind of a like a right hand man to um, Sean Sean Yu, mm-hmm. the the main bad guy in in the movie. Okay, um, and she's in the trailer. She's mentioned to, to be a a witch. Oh. And on the Wikipedia page, it says she has shape shifting abilities. So I think wow, that's it looks cool. Yeah, it, lo- it sounds like the new movie is going to introduce some more supernatural elements that we maybe didn't see from the first movie, other than the, the drag- original, other than the tiny talking dragon. Yeah, but they had to s- see. They're not going to do Mushu. I'm assuming in this movie. So does that they have char- to replace that- it with some other supernatural stuff? I'm, I'm guessing. Does that new character then replace what was the henchman guy um, that was kind of the? Oh, the guy, he, he's he been, he's the Seinfeld table for four guy. Yeah, I, that, see, that's that's the um, the father. That I, well, what's I the henchman guy? What's the, what's the, it's not the father, like his... Um, Are you talking about the 1988 movie? Yeah, the 1998 movie. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to find it. I'm yeah, gonna find look it, look it up. I, I haven't actually looked at the cast at all for the, the 1998 movie. But uh, let's let's get into it. We'll we'll kind of kick this. We kind of got off on a, a early tangent there. That, that and that's fine. But Me like um, if you're just joining us for the podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast. Uh, we we review the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Um, most recently, uh, we've just been kind of uh, picking out different movies and franchises. We did a whole episode on Pixar. We did a whole episode on uh, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, the first ten episodes of our show, we did uh, all re- reviewed every each and every episode of the Man- Mandalorian. Uh, starting next week, we're gonna we're gonna be covering every episode of the Clone Wars until mm-hmm. that season is over. So I think at least probably I don't know twelve to fourteen episodes of that, uh, which will take us into the summer. 
um, at, at least at the beginning of the summer. And uh, so this is kind of the last week. We're kind of uh, in between Star Wars stuff right now. And so uh, with the new Mulan co- movie coming out in March, uh, I believe it's March 27th is when it's coming out. So pretty soon by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it as these episodes release, it's coming out in about five or six weeks. And uh, so we're gearing up for that and getting excited about it. I had not, I don't know about you, Jack, but I had not seen the original movie since 1998. That was the last time that I had actually watched the anime. I've only seen movie. it once, and I don't know that I really watched it hardcore when I watched it the first time. The original? Yeah. And like, I so you didn't see it in theaters then? Oh, no. I definitely saw it on okay. VHS or DVD or something. Right. Yeah, very well could have been VHS. Somewhere in the last 22 years or whatever it has been since this came out. So I'm almost positive I saw it in theaters. Um, probably took my my then girlfriend at the time to go see it. Um, that's definitely a movie she would have wanted to see in theaters. Uh, my guess is we probably saw it in theaters and then I've never seen it since. And honestly, um, we'll get into our reviews of, of the movie. I, it's not because it's not a great movie. I just, for whatever reason, just never came back around to it. Uh, and I, I've mentioned my daughter several times on the show, especially because she is such a Disney freak, but, um, she's three and a half, uh, has not seen Mulan yet. I don't know if we'll, if we'll show it to her anytime soon. Um, uh, the violence part of it is the, the only part that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. I think the message of the movie is really great, especially for girls to watch, but, um, I don't know. She has seen the Kung Fu Panda movies, which I think are probably just as violent as this one. There, yeah, there, there's I'd a couple, say so. There's a couple dire scenes where, like, you really think that the characters are going to die. Like, it's it, it looks like death is coming okay. for them. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I worry about how she might react to some of that stuff. But um, I, I think probably within the next six months or so, we'll probably show it to her. And uh, I think she'll really like this one. So I couldn't get Miller to sit down and actually watch this for the long time, with the long term with me. It's nine um, he didn't really, he just wasn't that interested in it, which is interesting. This, this time around? Yeah, he definitely wasn't. Well, I mean, I don't know these. I asked him, have you seen this movie before? And he goes, no. Not not like just parts of it. Yeah. And so then like 20 minutes into it, he's like, I'm going to go play. Okay. <laughs> oh, sounds good. <laughs> See you later. Um, let, let me let me respond to that with one coming I was going to bring up later. Mm-hmm. As far as like, okay, so there are 11 Disney princesses. I don't know if you've been privy to this information. No, I've not. <laughs> there's like, there's 11 like official. Is Ray from Disney? Uh, no, it's it, there's all these stipulations, and if if we're really bored at the end of the episode, we can look into all the different uh, criteria that you have to meet okay. in order to become like for whatever reason, Anna is not a Disney princess because she doesn't meet all the criteria. Anyway, well, we can get into that later if you want. But there, I, 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 there not, are, whatever. Yeah, you, you don't seem interested. Nah. There are eleven Disney princesses that are officially sanctioned by Disney. Mulan is one of them. Of the eleven Disney princesses, and we we can kind of look at the list later if you want. Um, she is. Uh, this movie, I think, is by far the least princessy. Like it's um, maybe that in Brave. Brett Brave is also kind of like that. So Merida also is a princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merida is very rough and tumble and don't mess with me. Uh, Mulan, obviously you know, because of the whole nature of this film mm-hmm. is also very similar to that as well. So Chai Fu is played Chi- by James. Chi Fu is played by yeah. James Hong. That is the uh, Seinfeld table for four people. Go ahead. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and he's not in this. The reboot. The, 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 the remake, right? Okay. And so that's telling me then that person you're saying, the sidekick type uh, person will take a kind of a place of that. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think because of just the nature of, the, of this movie and what she's Mulan is being asked to do, um, 
it, you know, there is a romantic element to the movie, but it's it's very relegated to the background and really doesn't even take place in the first two thirds of the movie. Mm-mm. And you compare that to like other Disney princess movies like Cinderella or Snow White or Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, which we actually we watched Sleeping Beauty this week. Those movies are very. Um, I don't want to come across, you know, pig-headed or whatever, but they're very feminine. They're very, um, you know, damsel in distress. Um, you know, the um, it's all about the romance. It's all about the I want to be a wife type of thing. It's and a, this movie it, is it not drives the entire story. Yeah, and th- th- this is not that at all. Um, and I feel like it might have actually been kind of the first, the first one ever, like the first Disney princess movie that kind of pushed that a little bit of like, okay, th- you know, these these girls don't have to, these princesses don't have to be helpless. Um, and we'll we'll kind of talk about that as mm-hmm. we go through the movie, I think. But cool. Um, uh, yeah. So like before this, it would have been Jasmine. I think would would have been the previous princess before this. And Jasmine certainly not completely helpless, but definitely needs saving. And Aladdin is obviously the hero of that story. So um, yeah, it's it's an interesting turn I think that they made with this movie. But anyway, um, we'll get into uh, we'll we'll go through kind of a recap, and then um, I've got some just kind of overall thoughts that we can kind of you know maybe uh, discuss at the end. I want to kind of get some of your guys uh, some of your ideas as far as you know how you approach it uh, in 2020, like our our current mindset and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's kind of get into the recap. So um, the very first scene in this movie that we see is the Great Wall of China, and let, let me start out by saying this: I, I, one of the things I really loved about watching this movie, I let me let me put all my cards out on the table. Mm-hmm. I loved this movie. Wow, I loved it. Like I, I would go wow. back, I would go back and watch it in an, in another couple weeks with with Jordan if she wanted to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she would. I, I would I'm watch sure, all of it. Yeah, if she would like to watch it, I, I could see doing that. So. Yeah. Um, as as like going through the list of like all the other Disney princess movies, this is. Easily top three, like out of eleven for me, as far as like movies I'd want to go back and watch. Um, I think because like you maybe because why you hit on it basically what you said earlier about it. Um, its story doesn't revolve around some basic tenets of oh here she is she ate a poison apple and yeah. someone's got to save her like she's able to save herself. In fact, she basically helps win the war. Basically, yeah. Yeah, this movie doesn't have any fairies in it. It doesn't have any princesses in it. It, it does have Eddie Murphy as a dragon. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really have magic per se. I mean, there's there are supernatural the ancestor things that stuff. Happen. It's the yeah. ancestor stuff. Um, but there's not like um, you know someone with wands like turning things into animals right. and stuff like that. Um, uh, it's most of the movie is very wartime. Like it's, it's very um, aggressive and uh, lives are on the line, like the entire film. Um, so I, I feel like as far as a princess movie goes, like this is maybe one of the more accessible ones for guys. I, I think girls will maybe gravitate towards some of the other ones perhaps. But um, I think for guys like Mulan, as far as princess movies go, I think Mulan is, is going to be an easy one to recommend. As, so as good as it can be for, I guess maybe the, I say the Disney Princess, an animated Disney movie, because I mean I, I don't know. I guess it is a princess movie, but she is. But but I also am. I think it it, it it's separate in its own category a little bit. Yeah, like it fits more into regular Disney stuff, or I, I don't know how yeah. to explain it. But yeah. Um. So I'll just kind of quickly kind of go beat by beat. Um. You know, we don't have to spend you know, a ton of the episode doing this, but um, if I hit on something and you want to talk sure. about it or Absolutely. give your reaction to it, uh, just uh, don't be afraid to stop me. But um starts out with the Great Wall of China. 
Um, Shen Yu is actually the the first, um, or Shan Yu, I think, um, is is Shan Yu. Shan Yu is the first character that we see. Um, He scales the Great Wall of China. um, The you know uh, immediately the 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 lantern or whatever is lit. The Huns have crossed our border. It's from the very beginning, you know, like okay, this is uh, this is gonna be a war, Mm -hmm. a war type movie. Mm -hmm. Um, They're calling up reserves and recruits to fight uh, for. Um, the Chinese and to you know repel back the Huns mm-hmm. uh, and I think I can't remember I think it's maybe the Emperor that says this but he says one man can turn the tides of war obviously setting up what is going to happen with Mulan later um, Mulan uh, there's not a lot of in my opinion M- Mushu is cl- clearly the um, the lighthearted you know comic relief in this movie Disney need, always felt like especially at this time felt like they needed a, a comedy relief character. Yeah. And it's been that way. Even if you look at Frozen, Josh Gad's character, yeah. Olaf, is that comedy relief. They yeah. have to have it. Yeah, that's true. The horse in... Is there a horse? Yeah. What's is the space's horse in? Horse Entangled. Yeah. Um, the... Isn't there another horse in Frozen, though, too? Um, What's the animal in Frozen? No, it's a it's a it's an, reindeer. A reindeer. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Sven. I knew I knew it was Ho- Ho- Hoven character. Yeah. And then um, the uh, what else? Am I, I'm I'm thinking of another. I'm blanking on another horse. Maybe not. Anyway, there's always got to be a, a comedy relief because there's a horse in this movie too. Yeah. And you know who plays the voice of the horse? Who does the sounds of the horse in this movie? Frank Weller. And Frank Weller is the voice of Fred from Scooby Doo. And has been the voice of Fred from Scooby Doo huh. forever. Anyway, there you go. I, I was really expecting you to say Scooby Doo in Scooby Doo. <laughs> no, Fred. <laughs> Just really Fred. weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, however, there's a, a, a I think a pretty funny comic relief kind of scene. At the the way we are introduced to Mulan is basically that she's this klutz. Like she um, is supposed to be this prim and proper. Um, you know, girl that is basically just good enough to be a wife someday. Like yes. just, you know, we're going to put a, a ton of makeup on you, dress you up all pretty and nice. And hopefully some guy, you're a woman. Yeah. So they, at at some point, someone makes that comment. You're a woman. Yeah. This is all you're good for. It's I, looking pretty. One of the, one of the things I loved about this movie is, and it, why I think it sells so well in, in what they were going for as far as the theme of this movie, which is that, um, you know, women can be powerful and, um, be the hero. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be right. guys all the time. The fact that they chose China and I'm sure this is, I don't know if this is based on a true story, but like, I'm sure that this is folklore of some kind mm-hmm. in some, some realms of China. But, um, like the, the fact that they chose like one of the countries on earth as even in the nineties, that is just well known for, how they treat women and, mm-hmm. and how they are, they are literally like subservient to men in almost every respect. Yeah. I mean, not as um, beautiful to me. I, yeah. I, and I, it would be the equivalent almost not quite, but it would be the, almost the equivalent of uh, doing this about, you know, Saudi Arabia or something. Where, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and they could, they could pick a lot of Asian or, I mean. or yeah, or middle, middle Eastern countries to, to make, yeah. to sell this point home. Right. But um, the fact that it takes place in that kind of a country, I think makes it even more poignant. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of see her, you know, just, she's supposed to be this perfect princess kind of character, kind of like the, all the other Disney princesses. Mm -hmm. And she's just not, I mean, she's, that's not her personality. That's not her, uh, her, just her natural born, um, 
persona. And so they, uh, mom and dad are praying hard, like, you know, hopefully she can get through this day, this matchmaker day. And I think just the whole matchmaker scene, she uh, literally ends up setting her on fire at one point. Um, and then ends up dousing the fire with hot tea and like just pours hot tea, scalding hot tea right. over her right. um, to put it out and stuff like that. Uh, and then, um, you know, the matchmaker saying, you know, you may look like a bride, but you will never bring your family honor. You know, like it's just this perfect scene of setup of, of who is this girl? And she's clearly not going to be what everyone expects her to be. Um, and it, that sets up all kinds of great themes later. But the way that they did it in a very funny way, I think was just an absolute perfect mm-hmm. introdu- introduction to her character. So, and I, again, I both of us, neither one of us had seen this in forever. I had not seen this since it first came out in tw- 22 years ago is when this movie came out. Jeez. Which is hard, hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. And I, I literally could not tell you any one scene before going to see this movie like i didn't remember i just remember eddie murphy's character like it's literally the only thing i could remember and i knew the story i knew i knew that milan um disguises herself as a man right so she can enter the war and then i knew that the dragon was involved somehow yeah see i didn't even remember the dragon character i i literally remembered it it was basically like seeing it for the first time this week as far as what i remembered Mm. So I did remember that she, um, you know, obviously um, dresses like a man and, and fights, but that that was about all I, I could really tell gotcha. you. So um, uh, there's a, 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 I thought the music in this movie is really good too. I'm, I'm honestly going to be really positive on, on the film overall uh, with just about every aspect of it. But um, there's a very um, ethnic, very Chinese sounding song during this whole mm-hmm. like introduction bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the name of it is, but I, I just wrote down honor to us all. It, it has that refrain over right. and over again. So it's probably called something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, fun song. I, I loved the way that that was sung, the way that, um, you know, it was sung by women about women mm-hmm. in Chinese culture. And uh, I thought it was just a really good intro to the, to the movie. You know, Jerry Goldsmith, talking about the music while, while you're talking about that, you know, Jerry yeah. Goldsmith does the, uh, the he's a composer conductor on this and um man he's done all kinds of stuff star trek the motion picture um he's done uh the omen planet of the apes uh rudy air force one Hoosiers. he's done a ton of he's done jurassic park uh lost world okay so he's done a ton of uh i mean he's just a big time name uh jerry jerry well he's passed away now but Jerry Goldsmith uh, did a ton of uh, work on music like that. So, okay, there he is. Yeah, he's Jerry Goldsmith. He's a big one. An American treasure. Um, I looked it up. It is called "Honor to Us All." So um, that's what happens there. Um, and then uh, there's a beautiful song. There's, by the way, I did not. These songs are not singable. Like. I, I don't know, like basically every other Disney movie. Like I, I, I think um, probably there are some girls out there that love this movie and they have every word to every song memorized. So, um, you know, I, I'm just saying that those people are probably few and far between compared to, compared other, to movies. other Disney movies. Like you compare it to like um, uh, Let It Go or like some of the other huge hits right. that Disney's had. Right. This movie, I mean, maybe the biggest hit in this movie is the Let, Let's Get Down to the Business song, which yeah. is not sung by Mulan. Like Mulan, I think maybe has like one or two lines in it. Right. Um, it's it's primarily <coughs> sung by um, Lee Shang, who's the kind of the main male role. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a song that she sings called Reflection that I think is absolutely gorgeous. And it, it takes place um, 
I think it's it's either right before she decides to go into battle in, in her father's stead, or it's immediately following the events of the matchmaker thing. But it's it's a kind of a sad kind of um, uh, self you know self inflecting um, re- self reflecting kind of. Uh, song, you know, no pun intended. The song's called Reflection, mm-hmm. um, where she's kind of looking intrinsically into herself, and um, basically the the point of the song is if I'm going to be myself, if I'm if I'm going to be my natural self, I'll bring my family disgrace. Uh, and then she, there's as she's singing it, she's talking about it too. She's looking into a mirror. She's saying, I don't recognize this person. Uh, she wipes off the makeup because you know that's not her. That kind of thing. Um, I thought it was a gorgeous song, and it's mm-hmm. a song that I, I literally never hear anyone singing. Like it's you're never going to hear that song at um, at, at the next um, you know karaoke night or whatever. It's it's not <laughs> it's not a Disney I, hit, do you, but it okay. was beautiful. And let me say this: um, Do you feel like the cultural stuff? It's a different culture. Uh, their songs need to reflect that culture, yeah, and they also need to reflect it in a way that's respectful, right? But that culture is different and their songs are going to be different. So you've got to be respectful. So you can't make it as sing alongable at times. Maybe. Right. I could see that being the case. Yeah. I mean, and I, I was, th- I was going to talk about this later too, but you look at the cast, even down to the cast, they, they pretty much stuck to Asian, Asian or Asian American cast people. I mean, there's some outliers there. I mean, good on them for doing that. Nice Very thing good. They did that. Yeah. Cause I feel like in the eighties, if they'd done this in the eighties, yeah. they would have been like, and here, here's, you know, it would have been, and Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy, so that's fine. He can be the cartoon character, that's fine. Right. But they would have done, I don't know, pick what? some random whitewashed scenario whitewashed, yeah. or like just who knows what, like just throw it in there. And then they would have been then doing some horrible, uh, horrible fake Chinese accent thing with, and it would have been like god awful and scary. That, that's essentially what they did with Aladdin, right? Like I think those characters were not Middle Eastern for the most part. Um, right. And they kind of, Came back around a little bit in the newer one. At least yeah. it seems like yeah, they're the they like, so. okay, we're going to make good on that and yeah, <laughs> actually cast just, yeah. cast Arabian looking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, no, I I mean, this movie came out just a few years after Aladdin, and they did it right as far as the casting. Right. Well, it just sort of been a fine line there if they're doing some really bad Asian accents, and oh, it would have been bad news. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I I do still have kind of a, a cold, so. I apologize if you're listening to this. And I sound like it's crap. Fine. But, it's fine. Uh, so the next thing that happens is, um, you know, the the Fa family, the Mulan's uh, last name is Fa, basically it's F A, mm-hmm. and um, they are visited for recruits. Mulan doesn't have any brothers. Her father didn't have any sons, and so her father, I guess, is relegated to serve, to fill that task, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me. Like I, I'm sure that was a thing. Um, mm, you know, sure. in yeah. whatever century, I think they said 14th century. Okay. China or mm-hmm. some, or maybe, no, I'm sorry. I'm pulling that from Sleeping Beauty. I watched Sleeping Beauty and Mulan back to back this week. And so they're kind of ble- like some of the points. Are, Han are Dynasty together. was 206 BC to 220 oh, AD. Okay. So that's a long time ago. 2000 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I guess back then, even if you were, I mean, his, so she is, Mulan is 16 in this mm-hmm. movie. I don't think they mentioned that, but I think that's like historic like record for this movie mm-hmm. is she's 16. So my guess is her dad is um, mid, he looks like he's in his 50s, but I'm guessing he's in his 40s. Um, right. Perhaps maybe, maybe they had trouble but having even, a child or something. But, but, but even then, it's, you know, he's too old to be. And he's sick. Like, I, I think he's, uh, he actually kind of looks like, um, 
like not well. Like he he's like he even for a forty something, we're in our forties. Mm-hmm. He he looks like he has less strength than we do. Like right. He's he's been the victim of some kind of sickness. Yeah. Illness. Yeah. Um. So I, I'll be interested to see how they treat that with the with the new movie because there's actually a scene in the trailer for the now I'm talking about the 2020 movie um where her dad tries to even pick up a sword and his arm is like shaking as he's like right. lifting the sword yeah so I think um you know they didn't delve deep into it in in the original movie maybe they'll talk about it more in the 2020 remake but um he's gonna go to to war um to defend you know to for his family's honor and to defend China and um so obviously she. Um, says no I'm not going to let him do that mm-hmm. um, it's just the big cutting off my hair scene and yes. she's going to basically be, become a man like kind of look like a man um, and and basically pose herself as her father's only son, mm-hmm. the son the son that no one ever knew that he had right um, right so um, there's a great line from her father at this point where he says uh, I it, the, the wife is talking to him and she's like you can't you can't let her do this like you can't let her go and he's and he says, uh, she says, if you let her go, she'll be killed. And if he says, if I reveal her, she will be. Yes. And that again goes to the culture yes. and what they would have done to to any woman that mm-hmm. would have tried to enter into any kind of war. Right. They they really saw it as a as a threat to their honor. And the, on the word honor is uttered like probably two dozen times in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it is you dishonor us you dishonored the, the the real heroes of this war by entering the war as a woman right so uh yeah i mean basically it would have been they even use the, the phrase high treason which is crazy to me but i mean that's their culture um mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna pass judgment but like that they would actually consider it to be treason and the, of course the um in most cultures the result of treason is death so uh and then enter mushu who is basically one of the family guardians it there's a the the most supernatural that this movie gets is there's almost kind of like a force ghost kind of scene so he's a star granny, wars <laughs> granny has a connection to the ancestors granny then essentially activates the ancestors at some level okay okay um and then mushu shows up and he's a dragon and they were going to send a dragon but he somehow and why is it that he is the dragon that's available Weren't they going to send a full size yeah. regular dragon? What yeah. happened? Yeah, they're going to they're going to send a, a full dragon, and they send Mushu. Basically, Mushu's just kind of their page, so they they send Mushu out to get him, like to go retrieve the real dragon yeah. and, and come back. And in going to activate that dragon statue, he ends up um, like lacerating it, the head off of it. Yes, I, so okay. the, the head goes rolling, and in, in as opposed to like he knows he's dead, obviously if he admits that he killed this thing, and so instead of that he's just like he's like yeah I'm here, you know like he's like holding the head up and there's a puppet type of thing, so yeah he he basically uh, decides to go in this other dragon stead just so he doesn't have to admit that he right did this dirty deed. There you <laughs> go, there you go. So and let the comedy ensue. Yeah. So yeah, so all the ancestors are there, kind of like Force Ghosts, um, just kind of talking about. Mulan and how disappointed they are in her and how she's going to bring dishonor to the entire family. And, um, uh, Mushu basically in order to cover up the great stone dragon as you know, scene, uh, he says, I'm going to go. And he goes with this cricket, which the cricket is like, I thought the cricket was going to be a bigger character in the movie, but it's cause it's like this lucky cricket that Mulan carries around yeah, in a little cage. Yeah. And, uh, they become like they become the duo that basically kind of protects Mulan throughout the rest of the movie. Right. But 
like the the cricket doesn't say anything. Like it doesn't have any English lines. No, the cricket just added comedy relief. Um, Groot to uh, that's a good to uh, Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon's uh, you know character, but not even that strong, obviously. Yeah, just kind of a bonus character. Yeah, um, some com- comedy relief earlier in the matchmakers T. Um, it ends up in the T. Ends up down her shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, that's about it on that. So. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's going to be Mushu that's going to be kind of protecting her. Um, she I, I immediately meets him, I, I think, in the very next scene. And she says, my ancestor sent a little lizard to help me. Um, and uh, then Mushu ends up basically trying to teach her how to be a man. And I think a lot of the comedy relief is um, kind of him just being, um, you know, attempting to be a helper, but not actually being able to achieve that. Yeah, And there's... Like in the very first scenes with where you see the two of them interacting, he's basically like telling her to do all the like the, the the biggest stereotypical like man things like things that like girls assume that guys do like right locker rooms or whatever because he doesn't know because <laughs> he's a uh, servant dragon basically. yeah he doesn't know any better so, so. um he like he even tells her to punch a dude because he he says quote that's how men say hi uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um. But yeah, it's it's uh there's there's a little bit of comedy here and there. This is not a comedic movie, I think. Over by no, large, and but. I think that the seriousness of you know the role she's taking on and um, that she's in a war and that she you know yeah. you can only do so much comedy in this situation. Whereas in like Tangled or you know you can do a lot more comedy in in I, I, name me another good example of a Disney movie along those lines. I mean. You know, there are just certain ones that you can do more comedy in than yeah, yeah. And this isn't one of them. And I, I doubt that there'll be, will there be any comedy in the 2021? I doubt it. I That's a great question. I um, Without Mushu, I would say almost almost certainly not. Um, unless they replace Mushu with some kind of human character um, that is really funny. Um, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that just the set piece of the movie itself doesn't lend itself to, mm-hmm. to comedy very well. Um, there's certainly been comedic movies around war um you know you think of like a mel brooks type of situation or mm-hmm. something like that but they're not going to do that with M- mulan um so yeah I, I would think that this this remake is probably very serious compared mm-hmm. to the original movie there is basically um back to uh the source material there's a f- the ballad of mulan which is a chinese folklore that this is all based on okay that that's what i was wondering i, I just assumed that but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't look it up uh, and um, I don't think that Mushu will be in the new one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I they, I think they've already confirmed that. that there's a, another character that I read called Phoenix or something like that, and they're, and they're wondering if maybe that's going to be a replacement for Mushu, but I don't know mm-hmm. anything about the Phoenix in, in the Now, Jun Yu is doing the voice of Crikey, who is the pet cricket. Uh, okay. It's, it's almost certainly going to be just like insect sounds and stuff though, right? Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> I doubt it's like a speaking character, especially since in the original he's not a speaking character. We shall see. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, she, you know, makes it to this this company, this troop of of warriors, and um, is trying to you know fit in and kind of pose herself as a man. She says her name is Ping instead of Mulan, and um, it, I think it's very interesting. I think it helps the story a lot that the rest of the the jokers that she's around are just a bunch of idiots. Like mm-hmm. they're not, these are other recruits. I'm assuming that, that they, they don't, they, they, they don't they, look fit at yeah, all. Yeah. They've, they've been thrown together. The general's son 
is in charge of them. Yeah. And basically he's got to whip them into shape. Uh, but they are a they are definitely not uh top notch yeah. elite soldiers. Yeah, Li Shang has definitely got the short stick here. <laughs> so um and uh he he's pretty hard on them from the very beginning and um says, you know, I'm gonna whip you into shape pretty hard. And then that's when the let's get down to business song occurs. Mm-hmm. I've heard the song several times since seeing the movie, mm-hmm. but out of context I didn't understand where the song was going to be. I thought maybe it was going to be later in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised to see it. Like it's, it's literally in the first 25 minutes of the movie. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's basically a month. It acts like a montage um, kind of song. So uh, this, during this three and a half minute song or whatever, they are basically getting whipped into shape. And by the end of the song, uh, that three and a half minutes, they are now, you know, adequate warriors, maybe not the best that the army has to show, but mm-hmm. can but definitely get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then there's a scene right after that. The skinny dipping scene is what I'm calling this. Man, it is a little weird. I, um, I, Disney, Aladdin does this. Some other <coughs> Disney movies do this where they feel like this is a necessary thing. But I guess that the context that Mulan is a man, and back in this time they would have bathed in the river or wherever they're bathing in. Yeah. And so the men would dip, bathe together. Um, and so she's got to try to find a way to avoid bathing with them. Yeah. So they won't find out that she's a woman. Yeah. She goes and she bathes it like in the middle of the night and she thinks she's going to be the only one out there. And then all of a sudden, like these, these other three um, idiots Joke. come yeah. and like just jump in with her. And yeah. um, obviously they don't know any different. They, they, sh- they think she's a guy just like them. And so um, they're like, Hey, you know, you know, hang hang out. Don't leave. You know, hang out with us or whatever. And um, Mushu does some kind of uh, distraction thing, and she ends up being able to get out. Mushu but... um, acts like a snake, basically. Yeah. Or a, oh, he bites one. Uh, of them. Yeah, bites one of them on the booty. So that's right. Yeah. Which is really funny because he's, he's brushing his teeth later yeah. with <laughs> toothpaste and a regular. <laughs> he's toothbrush. like, "You owe me big." Um, <laughs> Dumb. But uh, so yeah, and then the next scene after that is. Uh, the emperor's uh, council man, which I guess is other than uh, obviously the, the the big bad in Shan Yu is um, kind of like the bad guy, mm-hmm. like on their side of the of the the battle, the war. Um, he's he's constantly trying to um, you know uh, belittle them, or and towards the end of the movie, he's trying to actually um, you know get them to ditch Mulan entirely. So he, he's not a bad bad guy, but he's definitely kind of the one that everyone kind of needs to look out for, but mm-hmm. um, he says that they're looking pitiful, that they won't see battle, that Li Shang is not fit to be captain. Uh, and then Mushu does this. Um, oh, I don't know what you call it. He basically kind of takes like a scarecrow type false, you know, it looks like a person, but it's not real and animates it and talks for it and basically makes it look like, you know, this robed scarecrow is a real person and is delivering this letter to this council council person councilman and um and that's how they're convinced to know they're needed at the front so like even though these guys are like not even the b team like they're the c team of warriors um that they need to actually go to the front um so and i i was a little confused as to mushu's motivation in this movie because i i feel like at the beginning of the movie the ancestors are wanting to recall her like they were actually saying like you need to go get her and bring her back home like and without seeing but any then battle, he, then he's like, I I want to prove that she can do this. Yeah, I, I that was not clear to me, and that, that was one of the weirdest things in the movie. Was yeah. I didn't understand what his motivation was for doing the things that he was doing because I'm pretty sure it was against their wishes. But 
my, but we're only left to guess, I think, as, as to why he was doing it. And I think it probably was that just, just to, to prove that he is a worthwhile family guardian, mm-hmm. um, that he can actually help her achieve her goals or something. I don't know. I, yeah. I, 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 I feel like they definitely could have doubled down on that a little bit more. And I'm interested to see how they handle that in the new movie, since, especially since Mushu's completely, completely absent from the plot. Right. Um, uh, they start walking to the front lines of the battle. There's another song here, A Girl Worth Fighting For. I think it's maybe one of the weaker songs uh, in the movie. Um, basically, the, the basis for the for the song is that they're waiting for us on the other side of this war is a girl, a girl to come home to. And um, I think it's maybe supposed to be kind of a double meaning with, you know, Mulan is obviously a girl worth fighting for and stuff like that. But I think it's a little shallow. Um, the, and the, I think the song is just okay as far as how it sings. Um, uh, did you know that um, uh, the reception of Mulan in China was not very good? Oh, really? Yeah, they did not. It made like almost no money. Even though this is folklore they, for them? They don't like it. They didn't think it was enough. They also didn't think she looked uh, she looked too foreign. Like not Chinese? Yeah, she did not look Chinese. Huh. Uh, and it didn't reflect the... Uh, their stories. Okay. Like it, they changed too much of the story? Yeah. And well, and just it didn't fit in. And the government, it took like a year. It was released and then a year, it released in the U.S. and then a year later it came out in Mulan. Or oh, in, in Mulan? In China. <laughs> Mulan came out in China. Anyway, interesting. So, it, I mean, it was borderline offensive to they didn't them, like it sounds it. like it. They didn't like it at all. So Yeah. Anyway, but they eventually released it and no one watched it. Well, um, you know, big surprise that Disney would take a, a well-known story and change it. <laughs> but they, but not only that, like the Chinese um, market, uh, you know, who is banked, and this is a segue to something completely different. But like, you know, the the Transformers franchise has just made Buku's bucks, like oh, Buku yeah. bucks in China. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And it's like th- there's a lot of money to be made there. But anyway, huh. in 1998, I'm not sure how open they were to American things, but I think they're more so now. Yeah. I think the people are have a little have do have more freedom there now than they well, have. Will, They're still not free, but come April, I, I will be very interested to see how China is reacting to the the remake. Yeah, I don't movie. know because it, it it to me it looks like something they would be proud of. There's like, two what two billion people in China, so yeah. they they look at it and go, well, I mean, there's a, if a small percentage of them watch this, we're going to make a lot of money off of it. So. Yeah, it's almost certainly going to release there. I would I would assume. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you think so, but who knows? We shall see. Um, I I and as far as like the it's interesting that they didn't think Mulan looked Chinese. I I think I think from you know I'm not certainly not Chinese, but no like, who knows? I to me she looks she looks very Chinese, right? Um, the way that they drew her. Um, but the, I mean this girl that is playing Mulan in the new movie definitely looks Chinese. So yeah. I don't think they'd be able to right. say that the second time around, right? Um, so uh, they uh, Li Sheng. Uh, finds out that his father's been killed in battle. There's kind of a, a, a somber moment there. Uh, then they move on. Um, they get attacked while on the road. Kind of the, one of the biggest fight scenes in the movie is is this one here. So um, they're kind of like in this valley. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, it's kind of hard to explain, but they're, they're kind of like at this low point. And up above them is like the, the peak of the mountain. And um, at the at the peak... You know, they have the high grounds. The Huns start like firing arrows down on them, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it looks like there's. I mean, there's just a few of them, and there's just a massive amount of Huns. And so it's like, okay, this is this is it. Like, there's no way they're going to survive this. This is probably the scene 
that would be hard for for Jordan to watch. I think just because mm-hmm. um, it's it's man versus man. I think she's it's a little different when it's like animals. Like Kung Fu Panda is not meant to look real in mm-hmm. any way, but this is like actual humans trying to kill other humans. Right. Um, so I think this would be the, the scene that would be kind of hard for her as, as a three year old, but um, the army comes down off the mountain. The, the animation here looks so real. The, the way that those horses are, are um, just, you know, cascading down this mountain. There's, there's literally thousands of them on screen. Uh, I mean, hundreds of them, but thousands, you know, seemingly thousands that are coming down all at the same time. And the, I thought the animation looked really good. Um, Mulan, uh, they, they start uh, finding some, uh, firing some cannons at them. They kill a lot of them. Uh, then there's, you know, like ants that they, they just, there's more that just come out and they start attacking again with a second, second wave. That's even bigger than the first wave. And Mulan takes the final cannon, uh, that they have. And instead of firing at, at Sean, Yu and the army, she fires it at the top of the mountain, which I, th- I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, diversion. I I didn't expect it to go that way. Um, the avalanche basically comes down and sweeps the army away, basically burying them in snow. And uh, in the process, like right before, I think they got they got covered in snow. Sean Yu actually wounds her with his sword, which is there ends up being a, a pretty key plot point. And um, Mulan and, and Li Shang kind of escape narrowly, kind of missing the avalanche uh, and the the rest of their team. And um, and then an- another key line, Li Shang looks at Mulan and says, Ping, you are the craziest man I've ever met. I owe you my life. Mm. And we need that line because of what happens next. Yes. So she actually collapses from her wounds at that point. Like they've they've won the battle but basically because of, of Ping, because of Mulan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but because of her wounds, she collapses to the ground and they have to undress her. Um, they obviously don't show that, but they, they, they take off her clothing so that she can uh her body can be dressed with bandages and they find out obviously in that process she's a woman um the the loss is it's high treason and must be killed but lee shank says he can't do it and may, may, mainly because of that oath that he just uttered he's like i owe you my life yes. and then he says a life for a life my debt is repaid uh move out and he basically ditches her there in the snow like he's like okay i'm not going to kill you because you just saved my life um so now we're even and i'm out of here Good luck, mm. you know, fending for yourself out here. So, um, and then I wrote down this line. There's a lot of great lines, I think, in this movie. I, I think they're worth repeating. Um, this one, uh, there's this kind of s- somber, serious moment between her and Mushu. And she looks at him and she's kind of reflecting on her decision to go into war. And she says, uh, I wrote it down word for word. It says, maybe I didn't go for my father. Maybe what I wanted was to prove that I, that I could do things right. So that when I looked in the mirror, I'd see someone worthwhile, but I was wrong. I see nothing. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, like I, I, I rewound and watched that. I mean, I wrote, wrote it down word for word. Obviously I, I think I watched it two or three times. I was like, man, this came out of a, that line came out of a 1998 animated disney princess movie serious stuff yeah and I, I hope they bring some of those lines to the i think that the oh, new yeah, they will they the, surely will the new right? movie is going to have just as good writing maybe even better than the original movie mm-hmm. but the writing in this movie is so good and it deliver, delivered some really punctual serious like thought-provoking stuff yes. that i was just not prepared for going into this movie mm-hmm. so um we find out that sean Yu isn't dead uh, he pulls himself out of the snow um kind of uh uh, Thanos, Thanos style, you know, <laughs> sticking out of the snow. <laughs> um, uh, some of his biggest brute friends are alive too. Uh, Mulan basically is 
obviously the only one to witness this, and she has to warn the men. So uh, Li Shang and his men are in a parade. Uh, she shows up, tries to li- warn Li Shang. Li Shang wants to hear nothing about it. He doesn't believe her. Um, the bad guys pop out at the end of the parade and actually attack the emperor directly. Mm-hmm. So this is setting up the end of the movie. Yes. Um, they capture him. Yeah, they're actually inside the palace. Take him to the palace. And then I, they, she did something in this that was really funny to me that characters in movies do. And it was really funny because she's like, I have an idea. And then she just runs off. <laughs> in real life, yeah. if you and me and other people were in a group and we were trying to figure something out, we're at the river and we've got to cross the river or we've got to figure it out. And you go, I have an idea. And you just run off. <laughs> and without saying, follow me or without... Fi- right. But these people... They followed her. Yeah. Anyway, in real life, <laughs> it's not how that works. I, I did follow me. So just say follow me, Milan. Yeah, I do love that she's with this this band of misfits. Um, you know that she's yeah. been fighting alongside yes. that. Like probably most like actual warriors. The one guy, the big give, guy, give her a the, second thought. What's the really big guy? His song yeah. about the things he loves is food. I'm looking for right. a wife that can <laughs> cook for me. Yeah. And make me all kinds of delicious That's, dishes. During the a girl worth fighting for, he's talking about food. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> She's a great cook. She'll be a great cook. Yeah. That's um, a woman for I, me. I really love these characters, these uh, these little side characters. They're, they're not given a lot of lines, but they're really funny. Right. Um, they're very um, uh, kind of pigeonhole Like, you know, like, you know, that he's obviously the tough one. He's the fat There's one. There's some like, stereotypes <laughs> of, of a band of misfits type scenario, but yeah, you're right. But yeah, uh, they, they follow her without question. Uh, Li Shang uh, obviously is not, not easily swayed. Um, they, she dresses them up like women, which I thought that was really an interesting twist that I didn't see coming at the end. Uh, so the men dress up like women at the end, uh, they, which gets them in close, close enough to, uh, then, you know, obviously throw, throw away their fans and Mm -hmm. their dresses and and kick everyone's butt. Um, Li Shang goes in to save the emperor. Uh, Mulan helps the emperor get away, uh, while Li Shang fights Shan Yu, uh, but is ultimately defeated by Shan Yu. Uh, he at one point holds up a dagger and, you know. He just has nothing left. Um, then we see this cool kind of flip it around move with her fan. Like there's a, a, a point where there's really only one scene where it's, it's, it's like hand to hand fighting between Sean Yu and mm-hmm. Mulan. Yeah. And I think they'll do this up a lot bigger in the remake. I, I think they're going to actually, from the trailer alone, it looks like they're going to make her like a, a legit fighter. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of martial arts scenes of like, you know, two or three minute long hand to hand combat scenes with Mulan. Right. In this one, there's not a lot of hand-to-hand combat. combat. This is a 1998 animated Disney picture, so it's it's not going to be heavy on the violence. Right. But there is a part where they're kind of fighting on a rooftop, this real iconic, you know, kung fu type scene, and she he thrusts Shan Yu thrusts her sword at her um, directly, like just straight into her, and she catches it with her fan and like flips his his sword around and then catches it and like launches into this like kung fu stance with with his own sword mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty cool, cool. um to watch so um she basically uh she's not going to overpower this guy cuz he's literally like three times the size of her right um but he she can hold him down long enough for mushu to to light a firecracker and basically send him flying off the roof into a tower of firecrackers right. <laughs> and the whole thing blows up and obviously he's dead um, from all that. So um, at the very end, uh, the emperor uh, bows to Mulan, which that was, I think I, you're probably going to think I'm a girl for, for saying this, <laughs> but wait, when in the moment where the emperor 
uh, in like in just in solemn like just quiet quietude like just bows to Mulan like bows to this sixteen year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely didn't cry, but I definitely like got a little emotional like in, in that moment because I was just like, man, the power the power of that moment of like him saying me and my entire empire bow to you, this sixteen year old mm-hmm. you know teenage girl. Um, I thought it was really powerful. Um, so uh, he bows, which leads the rest of the army to bow, which leads everyone that's in the palace um, wall within the palace, you know, garden walls or whatever to bow as well. So like literally the entire kingdom is bowing to Mulan. Um, I I just thought it was really powerful to watch. Um, The emperor tries to give her the high council um, job, like say, Hey, you you can replace, you know, him, his job. But um, she decides to go back home instead. She gets Sean Yu's sword, which I thought was really cool uh, and takes that back to her father and then um, Mushu's actually made an actual guardian, like a real guardian at the end of the movie. Mushu. So, so that's kind of a, I don't know, what, did that, what was that about? 20 minute, 25 minute recap. Uh, what, what are your, kind of your general thoughts about the movie? Oh, I think that the source material, I think my favorite thing about the thing is that the source material is going to be pretty good for a live action movie. Um, as far as an animated um, movie, and you, I've told you this before, like me and Disney animated stuff, it's not like my favorite of all time. Right. Like the Pixar stuff, I definitely like a lot more sure, sure. than the animated stuff. Um, but I also am like I appreciate I appreciate the most about this movie is the culture and how they try to at least stay within um um they try to stay within the culture of uh without it whitewashing and trying to be that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I feel like Hollywood for a long time um, just said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna totally pay honor to to you know Asians, and we're gonna you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make a movie. It's gonna be called Mulan, and <laughs> and you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna cast uh, Tom Tom Cruise as the last samurai. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this yeah, weird yeah. like yeah yeah. I caught, I forgot about that. Why? And actually, I say that about Last Samurai. I may be missing a story there. There may have been a literal colonial white person that went to that to, uh, I, to japan I've heard that or it was based on a true story but again but they changed a lot of like, the details like this weird like thing where like well it's like the the um um it's this weird thing where and i was actually talking uh during the oscar party like the oscar get together we were talking about i was talking to, to uh who was i talking to i was talking to somebody about um tubman uh, harriet tubman the movie and how initially like in the 90s there was this there was this story of like there was a producer that wanted to pitch Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman. And that's a real thing that, that's been wow. said that there's a real person and they don't name the producer, but like it's been it's a story that's where you go Wow like, okay, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Yeah. But why would you do that? Yeah, how like, do you, so you're Julia Roberts. How do you re, how do you react to that? I'm sure she said no. If she was intelligent, <laughs> well, she goes, yeah. why would I do that? She clearly did, but like I I don't even know how I would even start to say no it's weird. to that. Like it's really weird. I, I'd be like, is this is this real? It's like just you, this, you really want me to play? And, well, I mean, <laughs> you go back to Hollywood, uh, olden times when African American actors weren't allowed to do things. Yeah, and they would have blackface and they would have sure. all these things. And you're like, why? Like I don't understand. And I, and that's just the class of people. Like they treated people as second class citizens. Yeah, and it just to me is hilariously stupid. Like it's. It's a not funny. It's hilariously insane that anyone would think that that makes sense. And so I was glad. Yeah. Like you look at the cast list on this movie. It's important. Like it's a yeah. big deal. And there's no need in this day and age to not 
think that way. And we'd be like, let's make it a movie. Let's make Red Tails uh, about the Tuskegee Airmen, which they did. They had, you know, African-Americans. But let's have, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, well, oh, wait a minute. He did that in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Never he, mind. Yeah, he did. Like, which is like this weird, which like... Is, it's totally play, played off for comedy, obviously, but... But even then, you couldn't do that now. No. And that wasn't that long ago. Trouble Thunder wasn't that long ago. No. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be like, this is weird to me. I, that's why it's so fascinating to me that the Chinese reacted in 1998 the way that they did to this movie. Because I feel like they, Disney, I mean, especially for the late 90s, like, really handled this with gravitas that I, I thought would have impressed yeah. them. But, but then that adds, I think, another aspect to it that just shows you, like, the Chinese, they're not, that if they don't like it and they don't think that you're, yeah. that they're not going to... They're not going to play a game with you because their government runs the people's lives. Like, it's not like yeah. the people even, like, they released it after a year of, you know, basically vetting it. And then who knows if they ever even let it be a full release or if it released to three or four theaters. You wouldn't know. Like, 1998 yeah. China, you wouldn't know. So, I mean, it's yeah, just I'll be, weird. I'd be fascinated to see how this new one does, knowing that. I mean, knowing, you look history. at Hong Kong, like, we talk about this, like, Hong Kong. Um, there's a bunch of protests that have been going on in Hong Kong. They're still going on because they really want freedom because for 100 years they were separate from China. And then in 1997, basically that's when – actually, no, it was the, within the new year. I feel like it was the new year of 2000 or whatever, 99, um, is when China basically became back into the property of uh, – of Hong Kong became prop back into the property basically of China. And it's been not so good ever since because hmm. they had freedom. Yeah, and it's like the colon. I mean, it's like the colon- the colonies, like the thirteen colonies. Like right. you had freedom, and you don't. China- China's not like, I don't know. Like they haven't. They've never had. Like maybe at some point in their run, they've had actual freedom, or they've never had, you know, women's rights, or they've never had things like that. So yeah, I don't know. There's a no wonder that the coronavirus is like they're like <laughs> they're like. Well, this is the number, and the actual number probably is higher, right? <laughs> because they control. All the aspects of things coming the out of that country. Yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know. That's not really neither here nor there. But I was glad on Mulan that they were trying to, uh, uh, like, on, they had the cast that was the reflective of the yeah. culture. At least somewhat. I mean, at least it seems like it was. So. Yeah. I, I didn't hear. I mean, maybe I just wasn't listening hard enough. But I, I didn't hear any, like, person put, trying to put on a Chinese accent. No, and that would be stupid. Like, that. like yeah. when I saw Frank Welker's name on there, I was like, oh, no. I didn't realize that. Like, it's Fred from... So Scooby Doo, like dude. I don't want him making a joke. I I don't even want to make a joke. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I could make some stupid, you know, Asian accent, and you no one like that. No, so. I, I felt I felt like it, it sounded authentic to me. Like the people that yeah. that were speaking actually yeah. had that natural accent. I mean, Pat Morita was in there. I mean, I don't know that Pat Morita. I mean, you know who Pat Morita is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I I don't I don't know that he. And, What's and, his nationality, even? And, and honestly, like a lot of people, a lot of these people have lived in, had lived in the United States for a long time since, and maybe had never lived in. Pat Morita's never. I mean, he's from California yeah, originally, yeah. but he's an Asian American. But had probably been around his parents that maybe had a strong Chinese accent, know, knows how to do it authentically, yeah. as opposed to just like making up something that he yeah tried to learn. You know, it's true that. Um. So. Um, I said this before that I think the animation is absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Um, I, I think you compare it to e- even movies that were around it at that time. Uh, Emperor's New Groove is pretty close to it. Um, I think it came out maybe a year or two, two, two or three years after this movie. Uh, Aladdin came out several years before it. Um, I think it's just as good, maybe even better uh, than some of those, especially some of the the, the 
uh, army versus army, huge battle scenes in this movie, I think are gorgeous. You know how hard that watch. would be to animate that? Without, yeah. Without, I mean, Hand-drawn. even computers, like even use CGI, like if you think about the battle scenes in the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. and how those were a- animated the way they were, you, I, I'm assuming it was hand-drawn. I mean, yeah. did they use computers on this? I don't think so. No. I mean, it looks traditional. It hand, does look like when, when it popped up, I think, and that may have honestly, like this can sound stupid with that, that may be one reason my son was like, eh, because yeah. like it looks, it doesn't look the same as Pixar. It doesn't look sure. the same as modern, modern, more modern animation type things. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I thought it looked great. I thought the the music, even the soundtrack music. I mean, you talked about Jerry Goldsmith, but um, the soundtrack, the, the just the backgrounds music as just lines are being spoken. I thought I thought was really stirring, really moving um, stuff. So a lot of strings, um, really really good stuff. Um, I thought Eddie Murphy was good. I like he's always good. I think in anything. Um, I, I did hear uh, Donkey from Shrek the entire time. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, what else is he going to do? But this movie came out before Shrek, so it's probably not fair to to make that comparison. So now, when but... you see Donkey, you should, or when you hear Donkey, you should hear <laughs> Mushu. Yeah, exactly. It's just there were what five Shrek movies, so like I, I think it's just impossible to now with a 2020 lens mm-hmm. to go back on that movie and not hear donkey. Right. Um, but right. Um, uh, there's a lot of really good, I think again, s- some of the, the best writing I think I've seen in any da- Disney animated movie period. Um, they, there's the, even the play on words that they make in the movie on both sides of the gender equation. It, I think it's really good. Like there are scenes where um, the guys, guys are calling other guys weak by calling them girls. He's like, hello girls or whatever. Or yeah. Step it up girls. Right. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. and just the, the intention, very obviously very intentional play on words of doing it, that of using that kind of moniker. And that moment I think is just an, a crazy interesting spin. Um, I think on what, what right. else could have been going on. Right. Um, I thought the movie is surprisingly revealing about the reality of war and the sacrifices. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the people, these people are literally giving their lives for their families. Um, it doesn't hold back on any of that information. It uh, is, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a moment that kind of skipped over when the, the big battle scene with the avalanche and everything like that, that, it's looking like it's looking dire. It looks like they should just run and like, just get out of Dodge, just to see if they can escape this, this, you know, sure death is coming for them. Yeah. And Lee Shang uh, turns to his men and says, uh, if we die, we die with honor. And he just goes charging right into the battle. Right. And I, I, I love that that stuff exists in what is otherwise a kid's movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for little girls to watch or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I just really appreciated that stuff. And, um, I guess my only negative with the movie that I wrote down was, um, there is romantic stuff that happens at the end of the movie, which I think you almost have to have that if you're going to do Disney Disney Princess. Thing. Right, I agree. Um, but uh, although I, I say that Bra- Brave Merida doesn't have a, a suitor at all in Brave, but mm-hmm. um, other than that, I, I think at that time it was expected that Mulan is supposed to, you know, um, meet this Prince Charming. Well, or whatever, the, at the movie, movie is set up with her; she's different, so she may not meet. You know, someone like yeah. that. So that's yeah. how we're going to do that. So. Yeah, it's it did start out as though she maybe didn't need a man or, or wasn't going to get somebody or whatever. Uh, and then, like, literally, Li Shang finds out that she's a man one day. And then the very next day, 24 hours later, he's pursuing her. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. it, 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 for the past three or four months, he's just assumed she's a dude. Thank God so. the qualities, though. <laughs> he, he appreciates her qualities, how hard of a worker she's. Very intelligent. She's a, good fighter. She's a great fighter. And now he finds out, my gosh, 
She's a woman. She's very, a very attractive, I'm assuming, very attractive animated woman. Yeah. So he has to pursue her. <laughs> he has no choice. He has no choice in the matter. Um, I just I felt like it was a little forced at the end, just very 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 quick, like almost. Uh, it felt almost cursory, like like we have to do this. Yeah, um, it's it's Disney well, a box you got to check off, <laughs> and in Disney that's one of the boxes. So so um, other than that though, I, I absolutely love the movie. Um, so let me let me run down the list for you real quick. So here are the eleven uh, Disney princesses officially sanctioned by Disney. Okay, Snow White. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Some of these are, are very old movies. Aurora, mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Uh, Ariel, obviously from Little Mermaid. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty. Jasmine from Aladdin, which we've talked about her quite a bit on the podcast. Uh, Pocahontas, which I've not. I don't. I, I. That's another one where I've seen it once, like when it first came out. I just don't yeah, remember I, anything from it. Yeah. Uh, Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiana. I've legit never seen The Princess and the Frog. Mm, I, I have not either. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Um, I'd like to, but I just haven't to, I haven't at this point, uh, Rapunzel from Tangled, Merida from Brave, which is the, the single, uh, Pixar movie on the list and Moana, uh, who's, is the most obviously gotcha. the most recent one. Um, of those 11, mm-hmm. my favorite movie, I think it would be really hard for anything to dethrone this ever. In my opinion is, uh, Rapunzel. I, I, I love, would agree with that. I love Tangled. I would agree with that. I think then. Um, in my eyes, and I think maybe it's just because they're newer, followed by uh, Moana, because Moana's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, Moana's great. Um, but you're right about Brave is, uh, uh, rewind, Rapunzel, uh, very hard to uh, not give that one the green light. So, what's the one from Brave? Merida. Merida's great as well. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't know, who's Sleeping Beauty's called Aurora? Aurora is her name. Yeah. Do they say that in Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, they, it's actually one of the first lines in the movie. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I literally just watched Sleeping Beauty like four days ago, three or four days ago, because mm-hmm. um, Jordan really wanted to watch it. She had never seen it. So um, that movie is terrible. Yeah. I, I, they're, well, they're just, movies are made differently then, and yeah. animated movies are really made differently then. Yeah. Like, the expectation was so low for, like, old animation, Snow White, for that. that I mean, it's weird to think about, but, like... That's probably that. Honestly, Sleeping Beauty is probably bottom of my list as far as movies I would go back and watch. I, um, yeah, a lot of those I'm just not. I, Jordan's three, and she could barely hold it together to watch that movie. She she just was not interested. The, the movie is not good. It's that, that that movie is only interesting because of Maleficent. Yeah, and if you're gonna watch Maleficent, just watch the the remake movies that they've done. Yeah, and even that it was like it, they're just made differently then, and they're sleepy. I mean, just it's a tired yeah. kind of okay. And like, she's not really given much to do, or like Aurora. Yeah. You, you want to talk about an antithesis to, to Mulan, yeah, uh, or anything, or even Moana or Merida. You know, modern princesses, yeah. uh, or, or Anna and Elsa. I mean, they're, they're not you know uh, actual princesses, yeah. but like the, these girls are given more to do now. You go back to watch the like the original Snow White or Sleeping Beauty, or honestly, even Cinderella, and they are not really given a whole lot. Like it's it, the story kind of revolves around them, like they're like the center of the motion, but mm-hmm. they're kind of the eye of the storm, and all the interesting stuff is happening around them. Um, Sleeping Beauty is is one of the worst uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. So, um, as far as movies that I love, like just, I'm not talking about the princess, just the movie as a whole. Um, I would say probably Tangled is is number one. Um, Honestly, I might put Moana as number two just because that movie is hilarious and great. Um, I think I would... I, I Honestly, Aladdin used to be my favorite Disney movie, period. And I, I honestly might put Mulan ahead of it now. I, I liked Mulan that much. 
I like I, I I might put Mulan as my third. Wow, as far as I, 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 I really to. am. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to watch Mulan in theater when it comes out. The new 2020. It looks so good. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm honestly interested to see how the new movie will will color people's opinions of the original movie. I mm-hmm. think that that exact same thing happened with Aladdin yeah. when it came out. Uh, for better or worse, it happened with Lion King yeah. when Lion King came out. Um, you know, th- these movies are going to affect the way that you even watch the original movie. Right. And so it'll be very interesting. I'm glad I watched, I'm glad we did this and I actually watched the 98 mo- movie because I hadn't seen that movie since right. it first came out. I didn't remember any of it. Now I actually have, a, um, you know, some kind of basis, foundation. And to the go context into the, for what I'm even yeah. watching. And, and, and the thing is, is like, like you said, if the new one's good, you probably won't even go back and watch the old ones uh, ever. I think they'll definitely clarify. Aladdin did a, the Aladdin remake did a really good job of clarifying some of the things that didn't make sense from the original movie or mm-hmm. things that weren't like fully fleshed out from mm-hmm. the original movie. And I feel like Mulan is is about to do that, maybe even more so um, gotcha. than than the other remakes that they've done. So um, I, I'm I'm tentatively very excited about this directorial for me a d- directorial debut i've not seen her work in anything else so that worries me though more than yeah. anything now i'm kind of like well hey i hope this works out it just it just depends like there, there's i mean she's done enough movies that she knows how to direct a film yeah but do and, you know how to direct an action movie because it's kind of yeah. like that's what i feel like this yeah exactly is gonna be a lot of, and a big it should be a gigantic like the filming probably took place in a bar a very large open scenario so i mean yeah should be filming outdoors. It, it just depends be on how much you lean on your like choreographers and and people that right. know that stuff better than you. Right. Um, just to say, hey, look, I'm taking a second a backseat to to you what at this they point. Do, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see it. So um, have you been watching anything else? I've mentioned Sleeping Beauty already. Well, new to streaming on Disney Plus, I believe, Phil, for your purposes, Black Panther. Oh, is it on there now? I think it is. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I saw a thing online. Let's double check. Black Panther on Disney Plus. This is my chance. This is your chance. My, my time to shine. On Disney. Disney Plus. So this was not a, um, obviously like a timed release. It was some kind of a. Well, they ran the contract or whatever. They had a, a contract. That Let's they see had what a... happens when we look it up. That sounds about right. I thought it said February last time I looked at it. Plus in March. Oh, in March. Okay. March. So it's coming up. Marchy March, I believe. Cool. This is from the website techradar.com. I will definitely be watching it when it, when uh, it releases It looks soon. like it is coming in March. Cool. Okay. Have you watched anything this week? Oh, no, I've watched a few things. Um, let me think about what I've watched, though. Now I'm, I'm blanking. What did Miller watch the other day? We were sitting there watching. I've forgotten. Television show? What was it on there, though? I've forgotten what it was. Crap out. Tell that's me fu- that's fine. Tell me yours. Tell me yours because I know I watched something. Well, I literally the only thing I watched this week besides I mean more Star Wars. So I'm still trying to tear through Clone Which Wars. Which I'm excited about that. Yeah. I um believe it or not, I still haven't finished season three. Um I, I got sick. I got really, really sick. Yeah, this you week. were very sick. So I was I was out three or four days. Yeah, this you week. were down and out. So. Um but uh so I didn't feel like watching anything to be mm-hmm. honest. Um I just felt like just sleeping all day. Uh and taking care of Jordan and, and my wife. But um yeah, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of Clone Wars, but I did watch a few episodes. Uh, I continue to love Ahsoka. I, I think she's one of the best. Honestly, she is. She's one of my favorite characters in all, in all Star Wars, period. She's just a really, really cool character. Um, my phone's being stupid now. So Anyway. So, uh, cannot, re- I cannot in any way, shape, or form recommend Sleeping Beauty. Even if you have... 
<laughs> Even if you have daughters, I can't recommend it to you. It's just it's Sleeping just, Beauty. It is not a good movie. Well, so that's a real bummer. Yeah, the damsel in distress is over. It's done. Um, this will this may surprise you, Jack, but uh, of the hundred, no, it's not even a hundred minutes. That that movie is uh, probably ninety minutes long. Of that ninety minutes, Sleeping Beauty appears in the film as a on screen character for probably about twenty minutes of it. I'm telling you that the movie is not almost not even about her. They call it Sleeping Beauty, but then they <laughs> base it all around her. So. Yeah, it's. It is mostly about it. The, the movie could have been called Maleficent versus the witches mm-hmm. or the fairies or whatever. Right. Um, Cause it's, it's mostly about flora, fauna and Meriwether, which are like these, you know, um, pastel colored <laughs> fairies basically that, that, um, you know, basically raise sleeping beauty from a, ch- from the point she's a child right. all the way to up till she's 16. She's going to uh, prick her finger on a spinning wheel. It's really old stuff. Um, and, uh, on her 16th birthday, and if she can somehow survive and not prick her finger, then she doesn't die. But then she obviously does do that. You know, she, uh, Maleficent finds her, she causes her to go to sleep and then the prince wakes her up. And that is the entire plot of the movie. Dude. And it's, it's a rough go, man. Like I, there were, there are a whole probably 10, 10 minute, five to 10 minute swaths of that movie that are about nothing like it doesn't it doesn't project the, the plot at all it's just about singing or about um the animals that mm. are that are frolicking around her or barf. yeah it is a it is a hard go got barf on that one I don't so want to i, that, I so. definitely won't be watching that one anytime soon no well very good but so all right i think that's it for this episode of disney plus reviews thanks for joining us uh uh every week but uh, especially this week as we uh, talk about um, just a, a great movie. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to watch Mulan again. Uh, and I'm very excited for the new one. Uh, starting next week, we are going to start. Uh, so every Friday, if you're listening to this and you're not aware, every Friday, I believe, is when they're going to be releasing new episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. Um, I failed to remember how many episodes there are in the season. I want to say there's 10 or 13 or something. It's not more than, I know there's not more than like 15 episodes. It's, it's kind of a shortened season, uh, which I'm totally fine with. Um, I, I felt like the Mandalorian was just kind of that perfect length of, you know, just kind of keep it, keep it around a dozen episodes. Um, you know, tell the story you want to tell, but don't go crazy with it. So I'm glad they're doing kind of a shortened half season. And, um, and that's what we're going to get starting, uh, next Friday. Uh, so. I'm going to make an announcement here before we get off here. We found out this week that we're going to do a panel at Planet Comic Con. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Kansas City. That's going to be the panel's going to be March 22nd, okay. 2 30. Yeah, there'll be great giveaways. There's going to be lots of stuff. We're going to talk about Star Wars Clone Wars at this panel. Yeah. So if you're in That'll Kansas your City or you're in the Midwest and you want to travel to Planet Comic Con and come to our panel, it's going to be phenomenal. What's the website for Planet Comic Con? PlanetComicCon.com. I'm sure that's what it is. Is that the website? Yeah. Just, just Google search Planet Planet Comic Con. It's in Kansas City. March the 22nd. We're doing a panel at 2.30 p.m. Uh, and we'll uh, give you some more information uh, uh, leading up to that. Yeah, my guess is it'll be episode five um, at that point. That Exciting. We'll, that we'll be reviewing We'll talk about that. Live. Um, and uh, just talking about the show in general and Star Wars in general. I kind of like just have a even a Star Wars conversation would be fun. Yeah. And maybe get some uh, audience participation and... Again, free stuff. We're going to give away some free stuff. Yeah. We can't, we can't guarantee phenomenal. that it's going to be awesome stuff that you want. Uh, but but. There's a lot of random Star Wars stuff that's out cheap I can find okay. to give away. Sweet. Yeah. That's you heard not, it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> so come on out. You'll be glad you did. Yep. And then tune in next week for uh, episode one of season seven. It's crazy Exciting. that it's coming. So Exciting. We'll so. talk to you then. Bye.